Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. Where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS, July twenty third, nineteen eighty eight. I'm sitting here with Lance for one more week, and not Doc Turner. Doc will be back next week for everybody who hates Lance and his orange slander. Lance, how you doing? <laughs> doing good. Okay. Hopper, you were giving us a history lesson on share uh, right before yeah. we hit the record button. Uh, what were you saying? She's the only person to that de- have four uh, number one hit songs in well, in four different decades, which yeah. I had no clue about. Yeah, so Lance knew it. I did not. Jeez, Lance geez, don't know Lance shit. I know Cher. I'm, that's Americana, man. She's like John Denver and those kind of crazy things that are a piece of Americana that are fading away. But she's yeah. not fading yet. And stuff. When uh, they had a WrestleMania in Dallas, uh, Stephanie was dressed up in kind of that black suit that uh, Cher did on the battleship. And Cher, Cher actually tweeted, Why is everyone talking to me about WrestleMania? Because <laughs> she didn't have a clue what, what Cher what, what was. She never yeah. clue what. She Stephanie seemed pretty cool. It's, it just came across kind of cool on Cher's part, you know? She was doing that. It seemed kind of a, a joke thing because, I, you know, I was I, I tweeted out something about it that Stephanie was in a share outfit. <laughs> as much as I hate what the WWE has done with wrestling, they, they kind of did make it about as mainstream as it could get, unfortunately. In a yeah. Way. And things aren't changing. Miz signed a long contract. Paige signed a long contract. Uh, Orton signed a long contract. So ain't nothing changing. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, as, uh, I don't know. I don't want to get into the AEW, WWE debate. Lord knows there's enough of that online. All right. So we're sitting here just shooting the shit. And again, it's July 23rd, 1988 of NWA Saturday Night. Uh, before we get rolling, special shout out to our largest page contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, who will be coming back soon. I don't have a date, but uh, he'll be back on the show. And Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, thank you for your generous patronage each and every month. And then shout outs to new Patreon members, Jim Bartek, David Sutter or Suter. I apologize, David, if I said it wrong. And then Zach Spoonamore, I don't know if I'm saying that right. So, Zach, if I'm saying it wrong, uh, please send your hate mail to at SMU Heavyweight on Twitter. Hey, uh, he, will, he, will, he will react to that all. Well, anyway. if, I had it, if I had it written in front of me, I would have worked on it ahead of time. Of course you would have. Um, and then with that said, uh, Lance, you got anything before we, uh, you know, I don't want to rush this, but uh, if you got anything, you got anything before we jump into uh, Saturday night? No, I'm going to throw something in in the middle, but let's go right now. I hear you. Harper, what about you? Anything you want to complain about? Anything that's pissing you off this week? Anything? Uh-uh. 
it was great. Fucking LSU yeah. beat Bama. I mean, the Saints dropped a turd, but good lord, I mean, they dropped I mean whatever. I mean, they just literally just. I think they were just like hung over. Like, from what though? I, from fucking, of they're 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 drunk off of greatness. <laughs> I guess that was, dude. The NFL is amazing. It just really is. It, it, things like that happen. You know, we'll see how they adjust and come out. Look, they still got seven wins, so there's that. Although I think they have offensive problems. But that's a story for another day and not this podcast as we jump into Saturday Night on TBS again from July 23rd. So uh, this show opens. Hold on. Let me uh, let me hit the rewind button on this uh, Patreon video on shared. Uh, this show opens... They show them constructing the Tower of Doom from the Great American Bash, and then Tony, David, and JR open the show. They discuss another Tower of Doom match that is coming to the Cap Center. God help these guys working in that thing again. Uh, I mean, we reviewed it, Hopper. I don't know what else to say. I will say this for the people who are not patrons. You're missing out on a great Patreon episode as Hopper described the tower as a, a ship uh, being tossed around in the sea. Remember when you said that? It was like yeah, way just kept moving forth. back and forth. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. <laughs> was... That's about right, man. That's what I remember. Yeah, we we had some fun doing that Patreon episode, especially when they started scaling the ladders on the Tower of Doom. <laughs> Hopper just completely lost it and was like, "Look at this shit." Anyway, <laughs> they talk about the Tower and Tower of Doom and doing another Tower of Doom at the Cap Center, and then um, we do get news that Ric Flair will be in action today, and we go straight to the ring. For the Russian assassin who defeats Trent Knight, this match went on for way too long. I mean, do you have anything from this, you know, Lance? I'm curious. It it went on for a long time. Hey, I hate to shoot my wad right here at the beginning, but, <laughs> you know, this Vladimir Piotrov, you know, his wife is uh, Carla Nelson. I didn't realize that. She was kind of fading off the bodybuilding scene when I got into the bodybuilding, you know, magazines and shit like that in 95. She was kind of fading, but she was a huge-ass chick, and uh, she did these videos. You can go on YouTube and see these wrestling videos that she put out where she's wrestling smaller men or women and all these things. I didn't know about it, and he was, you know, totally into uh, filming it with her as far as being behind the scenes and stuff. Yeah. And everything. So, anybody wants to go on YouTube, that's Carla Nelson. You can see uh, his wife, and they're still married and everything. You said Pietrov, but that's not Pietrov, right? That's there. not Pietrov. That's what I got as Russian assassin. That he was the Russian assassin, and then uh, Angel of Death comes in as tag team partner. Am no, I wrong Petrov, on that? Uh, no. Oh, I'll say I've already fucked up. Him, right? Pietrov was the guy who came in um, through, when through. when when Darso left. See, I don't belong on this fucking show. Exactly. (laughs) No, Lance, I'm not. Lance, I'm not correcting you as much as I'm. No, seriously, I looked that up. I I was dead serious when I said it because I mean I I haven't been keeping up with it. You know, as far as you know, I've just jumped on here the last three weeks and I was seeing who Russian assassin was, and that's who I thought it was. Who is this guy? This is uh, this is no. This is this is uh, Dave Sheldon, Angel uh, Angel of. Oh, uh, so this is the angel. Okay, so yeah. they act like on uh, everything I looked at that Angel had already left, and you think that's the Angel right there? Wow. I, okay. I'm telling you that, Tim. That's not Pietrov. Pietrov came in okay. after Crusher Khrushchev left, and you can tell you can tell it's in Pietrov because okay. Pietrov can't Pietrov wrestle. Pietrov fucking huge. And he couldn't he was, wrestle for shit. Right. See, Mike, get me off this shit, man. 
No, I'm, <laughs> I don't I'm only I don't saying it because I'm helping you out because trust me, your Twitter would be like a fucking Christmas tree on Christmas morning. Well, lighten up. I don't claim to be an extra expert on this, but, uh, you know, I know he's tall like the angel. I just, uh, I don't know. He looks, he looks, uh, thicker. I mean, well, angel's big, but I mean, yeah, and <laughs> when the, his protein cycle here. And when the second Russian assassin comes in, um, shortly, I say shortly, it's, it's a little ways off when the second one, comes another in, one comes in. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for you and how, how many all that happens. Are they going to keep rolling around this fucking turd? Just I guess that's why. Yeah, I didn't know. Who, well, yeah, I, okay. I can go with the angel when he does that most muscular pose. I can go with that being the angel. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hopper. A second one's going to come in. We're 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 like Jesus. We're almost two months away from that, though. It's like easily. First I'm of all, this guy needs more Russian logos on his fucking gear. He should be wearing a fucking the red fucking mask the russian sickle is nowhere on his gear it's not on his boots nowhere well he's got it on his he's got the on his ass but that's it (laughs) okay uh fair enough fair enough i hear you but yes hopper a second one will will be coming in i'm surprised you don't remember it i mean look at paul jones Looks like Burt Reynolds and fucking Smokey and a Bandit. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what Harper's talking about is we just went to this promo. It's Paul Jones, <laughs> Ivan Koloff, and the Russian Assassin. Uh, the Russian Assassin actually says something. Anyone out there that speaks Russian, uh, if you can no. tell me if he's actually speaking Russian, that would be great. I don't think so. I don't speak it, but I don't have a clue. It just sounded like gibberish and not Russian. And then Paul Jones right here, we're not going to play it, but he threatens yeah, to fire Ivan Koloff. If Ivan Koloff does not take care of the Road Warriors, and Ivan was great right here, um, to be honest. It's not worth playing, but Ivan was like, nah, I got this. But, yeah, that's that. So, Lance, did you have anything from it? Yeah, I see where I see Pietroff now. He wasn't wearing a mask when he did it. I, I was trying to throw something in. Fuck. See? Fuck. <laughs> it's Mike dragging me on here, man. I'm just sitting in the shadows and stuff. Mike pulls me towards, and I make a big old stink. I told you. If oh, I still, everybody go it, see Carla Nelson anyways. <laughs> yeah, for real. I told you if I don't mention it, your Twitter handle would be lit up like a Christmas uh, tree on Christmas. I Day. don't claim to be the expert on this. I did watch it all, though. <laughs> but he knows everything about world class. Good God. Uh, I and that. I try to spit it out every two weeks. <laughs> With great affection on the Patreon show at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT that we do. All right. Uh, we'll keep going. Harper, do you have anything from that promo before we keep moving? No. All right. Uh, what did you think of, P- uh, not Pietrov, but the Russian assassin's accent on Russian right there? Whatever, bro. It's just, <laughs> how many times we got to keep... Bro, when the Berlin Wall falls, these people are fucked. It's very much true. Um, but, you know... <laughs> They went with that Russian man. There were people still doing Russian gimmicks in the late nineties, Hopper. What are you yeah, talking no, about? Yeah, no, huh? Fuck. I mean, every time I'd see it, I'd be like, "Are you kidding me? We're kind of past that point, you know?" Yeah. Like, it, like when Pete, you know what I would think when I would see people doing that? I'd go, "Man, you really are dumb. You don't understand. You're dumb history. and you're lazy, <laughs> right? That you have to do that." Do the fucking angry fucking uh, Russian guy because it's it's just too easy. It, it, I mean, and look, I understand some wrestling fans are dumb, but at the same time, come on, man, get a better gimmick. 
uh, especially in the late 90s, doing the Russian gimmicks uh, that they were doing. All right. Jesus Christ, uh, look at this guy. <laughs> that's Chris Champion, Hopper. I know. <laughs> He's got the super-duper mullet. I don't know how else to explain it. How did he grow at that fucking... <laughs> He's party in the front and party in the back. You know, Bruh. he's got it all moosed up. It looks like a fucking like a bird nest. <laughs> would Look you at that would, shit. would you say about uh your boy that was that his hair looked like a cape? Uh David Allen Cook. Bruh, this <laughs> that's what this looks like. It's comparable. Man. Hopper is talking about the Fantastics who right now are wrestling Chris Champion and Tommy Royal. And, and uh, the Fantastics defeat them, but Chris Champion's got a bit of a new look. He's not from the future. He's he's got a spiked up hair. I don't want to say spiked up, but a uh, teased up hair on the top and the sides, but a long ass mega mullet. I don't know. How would you? You saw that today. Years. If you saw that today, you knew it. You know, it'd be fake. You know, anybody could have that look now. But back then, I mean, that's a all natural. God, bro. <laughs> Yeah. That looks horrible. It it, it really <laughs> does. Uh Hopper, any other thoughts on that match with the Fantastics and Chris Champion? I couldn't stop right? looking at that fucking mullet. It, it it really is a train wreck. You you don't want to look away from it. Oh God. <laughs> and it's fucker. All right. So they win the Fantastics, that is. And then we go straight from that to Ronnie Garvin, who he's in there against Tommy Angel, and the only thing I could think was Oh, dear God, poor Tommy Angel. Um, Garvin whoops his ass, beats him pretty good. Hopper, any thoughts on Ronnie Garvin whooping this man's ass? No, he, he almost pulls his pants down. Yeah, he does. I got to re- I'm not What an asshole. Uh, well, and, and think now. I mean, now he's bad, so it makes more sense for him to, to be acting like this. But, but, was but I mean, nothing's changed. Well, right. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> It's amazing, isn't it? Like his his in ring style is still the same as a heel. Yeah. And, and, and let me tell y'all, enjoy Ronnie Garvin. He ain't got much longer. <laughs> uh, unfortunately. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, he's... We're, we're we're nearing the end. Uh, any thoughts from you, Lance, on this match? No. Yeah, I don't have any either. All right, so I got to go to a promo now. We got um out there Gary Hart, Al Perez, and um they got something to say. Here it is. They tried to put the living legend Dusty Rhodes out of action. Wait a minute. They we did do not it. try to put him out of wrestling. What we tried to do, no, not what we tried, but what we did was we prevented Dusty Rhodes from winning the United States Heavyweight Champion. What we will do in the future is to eliminate Dusty Rhodes from the world of professional wrestling. Don't say what we're trying to do. We have friends in very high places and we have some connections. We have a thing here that nobody's gonna stop. And the difference between us and some of the other people that come out here, they talk about what they're going to do. Well, you see, we don't talk about what we're going to do. We do it. And then we speak about it later. Now, as you can well see, the man with the hands of stone is like a pit bulldog. Once he gets his teeth into you and starts pounding on you, you best quit or you best have some real tough friends. Al Perez is like a lightning bolt. 
he can strike you anytime, anywhere. Now, I have heard that Dr. Death, who'd you ever kill, sucker? Probably Oklahoma football is probably the only thing he ever killed. You want to jump in our match? Ha <laughs> ha! Come on out. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Dusty Road has a lot of friends that wants to help him. How long are they going to want to help you, you great big ugly hog, you Texas trash, your mama was trash, your daddy died 42 years old, drunk in a ditch. That's what the American dream is. The American dream ain't nothing but trash from the day he was born until we put you out of business. You talk about what you're going to do. Why don't you do it, Rhodes? Why don't you come out here right now and stop this? I'll tell you why you don't. Because you don't want to get knocked out like you were knocked out in Baltimore. You talk about what you're going to do to James Dillon and Barry Windham. You ain't going to do nothing to nobody, sucker. The only thing you're going to do is complain. So you get your friends and you come on out. Because the lightning bolt Alvarez and the pit bull ain't nobody stopping us. Least of all, Texas trash like yourself. Believe it because it's true. Well, you can see Gary Hart and his people are awful brave when the American dream Dusty Rhodes is not here. Ladies and gentlemen, we have more action to come right after these messages. All right, I'll go to to Lance first. What did you think about Gary Hart right there? <laughs> He's I'm getting on him. Stiff, bro. Getting getting pretty personal, eh? That's pretty wild and stuff. You know, he got he got on uh, Fritz von Eric one time uh, in the middle of the night. Fritz called Gary Hart in Dallas and uh, said, "Listen, keep my wife out of it. She never my wife never drawn a dime in this uh, business. Keep her out of it because you know he got all personal like that and stuff." So. You know, it's pretty wild, but, you know, they go back so far. So, you know, trying to raise that heat up. Yeah. It was stiff. Uh, Harper, what would you think? Did his dad died at 42 years old? I don't know. I didn't even look it up. I don't know. I don't know how old Dusty's dad was when he died. I just assumed it was close to being true. I mean, that was a long time ago, and I, I don't know. I feel like it was not uncommon for males to die between that age and yeah. you know mid fifties, I mean, I, I think about like my grandfather on my mom's side. He 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 passed away early. I mean, he like just had made fifty. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just assumed it was, but I don't. Lance, do you know? I'm looking it up right now. See if I can see anything. Go go go. Or I, if I don't say anything, I usually don't find it. Kind of like okay. I never found whoever's age last time or something. But if I find I it, stiff, I'll tell though. you. Forty two and was. And was trash, and he was drunk, and died in a ditch. Damn! Sounds like a class act. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's nice, Hopper. Go ahead and go what ahead and correct fuck? yourself. That's that's real up. nice, man. That's someone's father. I know, man. Come on, making fun of people like that. Shit. All right, Hopper. Anything else while Lance is looking that up? No, just typical Texas trash. Let's hey, now. go now to nah, that's Jim. Bullshit. Whoa, <laughs> that's a little stuff. <laughs> Let's go now to Jim Cornette, and I want Harper's commentary on Stan Lane's look once we're done. So, Harper, if you got anything brewing, this on the next great, this w- one. Which this one is this? This is okay. Cornette in, in, in the midnight. I got a question. You want to well, ask me after or what? No. During a promo, is that are, are the belts two different belts? Look at That's them a, closely. Okay, I will. I, 
I didn't even notice it, but let me play it and then I'll I'll pay close attention to it. All right, here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, the rumors on the street. Jim Cornette lost a shot at the World Tag Team title. They're United States Tag Team Champions. They're number one in line for it. Jim Cornette, what about the rumors? Take a look at it right here on the shoulder. U.S. Tag Team Champions now the longest running U.S. Tag Team Champions are also the only team that's held a U.S. Tag Team title twice, brother. We're setting all kind of records and fantastics. You couldn't be sorrier and I couldn't be happier. But you're talking about rumors, you see. It ain't no rumor, it's fact, brother. The U.S. Tag Team Champions are number one contenders to the World Tag Team title. Now for the past nine months, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson have had the World Tag Team title wrapped up, but for six of those months, We've been U.S. Tag Team Champions. What has happened? We haven't got one single world title match. Now, I, you know, there's all kind of reasons for it. I mean, it violates dressing room politics, okay? Maybe they forgot. Maybe the Midnight Express is a can of peas that the Four Horsemen wouldn't necessarily want to open up unless they had to. But maybe, let's give them the benefit of the doubt here today, David. Maybe they don't want to break up any friendships. Well, we don't want to break up any friendships either, brother. You see, JJ and myself have been business associates. Beautiful Bobby Sweet, Stan Tully and Arn, they always got along. Truth be known, Bobby Eaton is Arn Anderson's best friend. That's why this took a little bit of convincing on my part and took a little bit of talking to beautiful Bobby. But the fact of the matter is, we've been sitting back waiting for somebody to beat Tully and Arn for the belts so we can beat them. But there's only one problem with that theory. There ain't nobody in professional wrestling that can beat Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson except for the Midnight Express. So I'm afraid the time has come, gentlemen to get some things straight around here. Now the Four Horsemen, the greatest assemblage of single wrestlers that's ever been put together. But the Midnight Express are tag team specialists and you feel the best tag team combination possible out of the Four Horsemen, which is Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. Look at the and bottom the fact of, of the it. matter is you ain't as good as the Midnight Express. You never Aren't have been, you never big. will be on your yeah. best day because this is the greatest it tag team angle. that's ever set foot in a wrestling ring. And we have not only issued the challenge, we've signed the contracts, we've mailed them off, we've done our part. If J.J. Dillon signs the contracts for Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson, then there will be a world tag team title match between the Midnight Express and Tully and Arn. And brother, <laughs> like I said, we don't want to break up no friendships over this, so I tell you what we're going to do, Ben, is how we're nice, sportsmanlike Christian athletes, and Ben's how these rednecks out here, they're probably going to be split as to who they want to cheer for, and some's going to cheer for them, some's going to cheer for us. Makes no difference what happens. Everybody in the dress room's going to be betting, some on Tully and Arn, some on us. I tell you what, we're going to disregard all that, J.J., Tully and Arn, and we're going to make it just between us, just like friends, and when we have that match, and when we beat you for the World Tag Team title like you know we're going to do, then we're still, as a magnanimous gesture, going to be friends with you. Because after all, if you'd let a little thing like the title stand between us, then you can't be real friends. And I know you wouldn't have buddied up to us just so we wouldn't ever come after you. I know they wouldn't do that. So just remember, we've beat everybody else there is to beat. The only people we haven't beat is the people we ain't wrestled. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard from Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express, the number one contenders for the World Tag Team title. Now let's go to the ring, and Al Perez and Gary Hart. Harbor, I saw what you were talking about. It's hard to tell, but it looks like the one Bobby has, like, might be a little longer on the bottom. I don't know how else to explain it. I don't know, it's, stance looks more wider, doesn't it? The front, the front plate. 
I just think that's the light on it. Okay. I mean, it's. I kind of see what you're saying, but I don't know. I mean, it's close. It ain't like completely different, but I, I see what you mean. I don't know. What do you think, Lance? Did Lance mute himself? Hey. Sorry. You... Oh, there he is. <laughs> he did a dot. Did a couple... I did. Hey, uh... <laughs> I do think they're the same belt, but the angle, you know, throws you. You know, I see that a lot on belts and stuff when I look at uh, the tag ones or stuff like old belts to see if they match. And I've got bad grainy pictures from the 70s, and it's usually the angle that throws you. But I, I do, I think that's the same belt when they pick it up at the end of the interview. Yeah, well, there you at, go. The end, at the end it looks the same. But, okay, so then I got another question. Hopper, Stan's outfit, the Zubaz, the polo shirt <laughs> tucked into it. The chain on his neck, the fucking ridiculous glasses, the hair teased up, kind of. I mean. I'm thinking this is the first time where we saw Zubaz, isn't it? I I think from him, I think we've seen him on the Road Warriors. Yeah. But, I mean, what kind of car is Stan driving right here? Stan's <laughs> driving a, uh, a vet. Absolutely. There you go. A, a car vet. He got a vet? Yeah. He's got a Carvette, bro, with the T-tops down. <laughs> what year? Oh, fuck it. Brand new, bro. Oh, brand, new one? Okay. brand fucking new. Oh, yeah. He He's got a brand new Carvette, bro. Yep. He's got a brand new vet with the fucking T-tops down. And Bobby's driving a fucking station wagon. <laughs> Look at him. That's fucked up. He's with, the wood, with the wood uh, panels yeah. on the side, right? He's got his fucking wife in there, and he's hating life with the kids screaming, and, <laughs> and he, he's going to drop the kids off to fucking Bible study and shit. I don't know. I've heard Cornette actually say what kind of car he was driving during this time, and I can't remember for nothing. Bobby looks like the family that says grace before they eat dinner. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> Doesn't he? <laughs> uh, Lance, your thoughts? <laughs> uh, I thought he looked more like the guy in Walmart who had the little barefoot kid in a diaper in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, too. <laughs> uh, I fucking hate that, bro. When you go into Walmart like at midnight and there's people with kids, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? And, and and they probably have a full diaper. Oh man, that that just kills <laughs> That's me. Nice. That fuck. fuck yeah, I was gonna say Kmart, but I didn't think anybody remember Kmart. I don't know. Y'all got Kmart's in Louisiana it, still? Hopper's no, got they, one not far from where he lives. That's literally that right? a park. Nah, it's still open. No, they they're all gone now. They finally oh, closed man. it. That one I'm talking oh, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, oh, shit. Go in there and, and get we some were, nachos, man. And we were yeah. and we were joking about it too, Harper. Because remember, I told you I was like, "Bro, I walked into that store and it was like I walked in a 1987." <laughs> yeah, it sucks. It's fucking depressing. And Harper tells me that place is there, just waiting to die. It is. They um, made a Mex I, uh, they made a huge Hispanic bazaar out of the one I went to all my life, and I pass it all the time. <laughs> Stuff. Uh, but I remember uh, loving the nachos when I was a kid. That seems like we were in there all the time. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. My mom was yeah. there probably two or three times a week. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember getting uh, the ices with the football. There you go. Uh, there you helmets go. On them. You riding a little pony outside for a quarter? Yeah, remember that shit? Carousel, yeah. <laughs> Living a dream, brother. That's good stuff right there. 
That's All crazy right, so, how big fucking Kmart was. I know, man. Or the or the photo booth. You know, you go in there, shut the curtain. Even if, <laughs> you had Bruh. to step in there, even if you weren't going to get do it, you had to step in there as a kid and shut that little curtain. I got some little. Uh, apparently, they had their own brand of baseball cards. I got a few of them. Kmart. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Mm-hmm. Be damn. All right for this promo. So Stan looks phenomenal. The polo shirt, the Zubaz. Cornetta's telling the truth. Bobby and Arn are friends. JJ and and he are friends. And what's and he claims it would mess up wrestling politics if they're fighting each other, which there's some truth to that. And the only people he says they haven't beat are the people they haven't wrestled. So I mean, there's pretty much no lie there. Cornette is kind of like Arn here. He's just preaching, telling the truth, not lying at all. Yeah. I don't know. What else? You, you got anything else from it, Hopper? I want to see this. I want to see this happen. I think it's the most important stuff. Uh, the most interesting thing on the show, right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in in um, man, I don't want to play spoiler, but like we're really only about yeah two months away from Arnold <laughs> Lance, your uh, thoughts on this promo? I, oh man, as I said, most interesting thing on the show. I that by far. I'm I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. Let's have it right oh, now. Too. Midnight's turn. Midnight's turning. Give me. Come on. Yes, sir. As we keep going, we got Al Perez. He defeats David Isley. I got nothing from it. Lance, do you? No, nothing. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings on this next thing I'm about to say. Uh, the what? next promo is Dusty, and <laughs> I don't have nothing from it. Like, did you have anything, Lance? He's on the bandwagon there, SMU. Yeah, he see sure that. Is. And <laughs> see, this is the death penalty. I mean, we didn't even play in eighty. Uh, the fall of 88, we... We could have played. We could have come back from the death penalty, but they chose to uh, just practice that year. So we had practices all in two days and practices, and didn't play a game. That's and fucking that got, fuck that, that. Goddamn Texas heat. And Lance Peterson was out there at every fucking practice as a, a trainer. I was out the there at every it, fucking fucking hot insanity yeah. in in August, <laughs> and you're out there, and we're not even going to play a fucking game. I mean, that's fucking bullshit. So then we we finally you know the team we started back the fall of eighty nine won two games that year and stuff but there that was uh, eighty eight you know we hadn't played since uh, what eighty six eighty five the eighty five season maybe something like that I, maybe eighty six and stuff because I had an SMU eighty six shirt that said SMU eighty six and people were always teasing me about buying season tickets and you know <laughs> after the death penalty and stuff. <laughs> oh, for, I was no way I'm practicing that Texas Heat and I ain't even got no games. You should have transferred to TCU. Um, so back to Dusty though, Lance. You have anything from Dusty here? No, uh, just you know, it's just regular stuff. You know, his yeah. whole uh, his whole talk and everything. And it, you know, it's not that he doesn't have direction. He mentions somebody in there, but you know, it's still this is a almost a a real filler episode. Except for that, except for that midnight thing that had some direction. This is kind of just uh, selling some house shows here and there. Just selling well, the characters. JJ Dillon, Arn, and Tully got something to say too. I know you don't want to. I know you don't want to give Arn no credit, but I mean, let's let's face it. We're gonna get something from that. So, Hopper, did you have anything from Dusty though? No, <laughs> it was just standard Dusty promo. Yeah, he didn't. It, it was just kind of like two minutes. Fill some time up and yeah. let's get to the next match. I mean, which that's all it was. Which the next match is Rock and Roll Express defeat Agent Steel and George South and. 
And then Ricky and Robert, well, Ricky cuts a promo, and it's standard issue meat and potatoes, here to stay, not here to play. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not I'm not down on them. Look, the rock and roll is still doing their thing on NWA Power these days, so good for them. Uh, but from the promo, it just was, uh, it, it wasn't like they were, you know, shooting some hot angle or anything great was going on there. So I didn't have anything else from it. Did you, Hopper? No. Lance, what about uh -oh. you? No, keep on rolling. Okay, the Royal Warriors murder J.C. Wilde and Rick Allen. I, I emphasize murder. I mean, they just destroy these poor bastards. I'm trying to get to it because it was just so terrible how they just beat these poor men to death. Uh, Hopper, anything from you on the Royal Warriors killing these guys? No. Lance, you? <laughs> just freaking, uh, they're still monsters. They're yeah. just rocking right here. Hey, you know, I made that mistake about Piotrov. I, you know, I'll be thinking about that for a week. But I did read that Dusty, instead of bringing in Piotrov at the last second, when he, whenever Piotrov came in, uh, he was actually wanting to bring in Sid somewhere in there. And see, that's why the timeline worked out, because Sid, Sid was in Memphis at this time. But you know, I don't understand. You know, that's just what I read. I've never heard that before, that, uh, that Dusty was early on the bandwagon but changed his mind at the last second. Bring in Sid in 88 or when Pietroff? See, that, that I thought that this was Pietroff, and I read that whenever they brought in Pietroff, which I guess was earlier than this, you're saying, that he was yeah, going to bring... Yeah, that was last year. That was that Everybody 87. thought he was hiring Sid at first, but that would have been really early on in the Sid. Um, I guess not that much. Um, Sid had already done like a humongous gimmick besides the other guy. Um, anyways, so, you know, I don't know. I... Don't claim to be an expert on that, but they. But anyways, he brought in Pietroff at the time, and now I see who Pietroff is and everything. I looked at the pictures while we were doing that, going, "Damn, got to get my facts straight." <laughs> I'm waiting for Hopper to get Fuck. Anyway, uh. but but as I said, Sid was still in in Memphis at this time, all the way through the end of the year, because he fights in Dallas when Jared has the promotion already in Dallas. He fights Kerry middle of uh, December, well December 18th, if you want to be exact on a sunday show but anyways we're not doing a world-class show <laughs> <laughs> all right let's keep going we got the real warriors they're gonna cut a promo <laughs> and uh they're as tense they're as intense as uh, you'd expect here it is all right ladies and gentlemen the legion of doom the road warriors with paul ellery you know something david crockett we got a little comment on this midnight express and that the horseman thing how come in all the wrestling magazines in the world it says number one contenders, the Road Warriors? I'd like to know where you get your information, Carnet. You said you've beaten everybody in the last couple of years except for the Horsemen. You ain't ever beat us, and neither is the Horsemen. We're number one in line, and when we get a chance, we will take the World Tag Team belts, right, brother? You know, animal, every morning when I get up, I pray the Lord that I stay a Neo-Maxi Zoom Dweeby because all everybody else happens to be slugs and clamheads and morons and Ronnie Garvin's. Ronnie Garvin, the life you could save may be your own. You ought to get out of the business, Ronnie Garvin. You ought to get a new haircut. You ought to get a lot of things. But one thing you ought to got to do is this for sure. You got to get out of our way and Dusty Rhodes' way. You don't get out of our way and Dusty Rhodes' way. You become part of the highway. We snack on danger. We die on death. And dead men still don't make money. Tell them, Paul. 
You know, David, I heard Paul Jones out here telling Ivan Koloff. All right. Any thoughts? (laughs) I'm not trying to (laughs) bury any thoughts, Lance, on the Road Warriors in their intense. They're convincing. I mean, they're got some vernacular there. Yeah, man. They they rock and roll. Hey, the magazines are at work. Come on. You know, but I, I thought they were number one. They were number one to me. I mean, I was a fan of them, you know, all through the years. And the magazines certainly pushed them and everything. So, and I did, I, I even got an autograph from them one time at Hooters in Dallas before Raw, before we carried cameras around all the time with us. <laughs> so I have Christ. no picture of it. They autographed oh. the program? No, I, the shit, oh, okay. they had, I had a little promo thing and stuff oh, okay. at the time. Okay. I didn't even have a program or nothing to I did have programs time. That's before I kind of started doing the old uh, autograph a program or something. To say you don't have a picture is amazing because you got like. I know. Oh, well, now I do. Pictures. Now I have animal. Uh, I think animal signed something at the WrestleMania WrestleCon for me where he's uh, press slamming or it was a six man versus the Freebirds and uh, and they were tagging with Bill Watts. I think that might have been the one I had had him autograph. But at the time I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about that shit. I mean, I met Kerry Von Erich one time and had him sign a legal tablet because I couldn't think of nothing for him to sign. I've still got the legal tablet in a in a, in a sleeve in there, a, a, a Manila envelope, and I'm like, yeah, I always put on Twitter once a year whenever that comes around because I, I know when that date was, and uh, I always say, yeah, here's 14 year old Lance couldn't think of anything but a legal tablet to have Kerry Von Erich sign. That's nice, Lance. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, you don't think about that shit. I mean, I could have uh, had all those PWIs. I have a ton of PWIs uh, magazines, and I didn't think about ever getting them autographed or anything. And now, you know, see all these guys online driving you nuts with all their autographed magazines. It's true. Yeah, no. Uh, what I, you got I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have taken care of them anyways. I mean, people would die if they saw how I took care of my stuff the last 10 years. Once well, I got maybe, everything out of storage and started putting it on Twitter, I was kind of throwing stuff around. Because, I mean, back then... You had to work for an autograph. You, you had to get lucky to get one. Now you Fuck just yeah. I mean, now you just go to WrestleCon and just stand in line. and Right. Yeah. You know? Which is kind of good for the guys in a way because, I mean, you know, they have a means of making money outside of the yeah. ring. But, but at the same time, it makes the autograph not really worth exactly because everyone has one man that makes that is damn truth right there you know i went up to terry gordy at a show one time gary hart's promotion he ran for a little while here he was just taping his wrist out by the concession stand i just walked up to him and said hey man thanks for all the good times shook his hand and that honestly means more than me than if i had a picture of him signed i thought that he was you know real cool it was only two seconds you know real fast but that meant a lot to me i was like man i walked up to him and you know pretty cool and everything but that makes a lot of sense everybody in the world's got a lot of these autographs now yeah they're not worth shit that's like stan, yeah, I mean, stan, stan lee's autograph is the most common and it's not worth fuck because every shithead has <laughs> an autograph you know spider-man comic or a fucking action figure because it's, it's it's fucking toilet paper because it's so common yeah, I'm not like I'm not trying to knock it if somebody's got an autograph. I'm just saying like with the advent of Comic Con and right. Russell Con and all those things, there's like Harper said back in the day. I mean, in the '80s, like when we were kids, you had to wait 90s, outside and yeah. hoping they would walk out the fucking door. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. No kids getting there at five o'clock on Fridays or all yes. the chicks chicks waiting to get their goodnight kiss as Kevin's getting in the car. I've tweeted that a picture of him from the opposite right. side of his truck where they're all lined up trying to Kevin's trying to drive off and they're all right there. And That's stuff. crazy. <laughs> and those are the those are the women that are still on these Facebook pages today, and that was they still remember those you know two oh. seconds with uh, Kevin or Carrie, and that is the truth. Then they'll tell but, you about it five million fucking times too. Jesus oh, Christ, man! They drive you up a fucking wall. Okay, Hubbard, do you have anything from the Rule Wars as we keep moving? But what's that mean when he says uh, <laughs> the life you save might be your own? Was that from a commercial or something back then? I have no idea. Yeah, there's somebody that quoted that. Somebody yeah, said that's, that. that. Yeah, that's real familiar. It was the other shit that I wasn't following what he was saying. The Zoom dweeby thing? Yeah, yeah that's something, <laughs> I guess. He always you know, says that, too. He said that a million times. But okay. I I don't know if that's like a drunk driving PSA that he's quoting when he says the life you save. something maybe. like that. Yeah, yeah, I, ah, yeah I, there you go. There you when go. I say I don't know what it is, I, I don't know where he got it from, but it's definitely familiar. All right, so they keep going. Mike Rotunda defeats Gary Phelps. Sullivan is out there with Rick Steiner. Just, I don't know, Rick Steiner's losing his goddamn mind out there or something. I, I don't know how else to explain it. Um, Hopper, anything from Rotunda against Gary Phelps? I like it when, he, when, when, when fucking Kevin pulls him to the side. He's like, come here, man. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking shit up. Come here, man. <laughs> like like he's kid, a kid, dude. That's fucking uh, misbehaving at fucking at fucking <laughs> J.C. Penney's. That's the mom pulling him over. Come here, bro. <laughs> Stop pulling tags off the fucking clothes, bro. Come here. Hopper grabs his little ass by the collar. Get the fuck over here, you little asshole. You little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I Remember agree. when I you, you used to hide like in the clothes? Yes. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your mom couldn't find you? Yeah. I was mesmerized, mesmerized by standing at the top of the escalator, you know, oh. and you're you're trying to walk down it all the time. Dude, <laughs> it's coming mom, up. My mom used to oh. yell at me and grab me by my collar, and she'd be she'd literally yell when she couldn't find me or I was doing something I wasn't supposed to do. Come here, you little bastard! All <laughs> the time. I swear, the way people used to look at me in public, I was like, man, I'm embarrassing the shit out of her. <laughs> all right, um, I gotta play. I want to hear Kevin Sullivan. He says something in his promo. This is the Varsity Club right after the match with Rotunda and Phelps. Never before in the history of wrestling has there been such a combination of wrestlers as the Varsity Club managed by the games master Kevin Sullivan. Mike Rotundo, the world television champion. A true champion, by the way. Hey, we are kind of like a combination plate. We got it all, David. What can I say? We got Steiner. Even though he doesn't count for much right now, he's up and coming. Where he's going, we don't know that either, but he's up and coming. We got the games master, we got the world's television title, and I've heard Dr. Death out here running his mouth and staying and everybody saying how tough they are, how bad they are, they're going to beat me for the title. I'm going to tell once and for all that I come from Syracuse University. They don't make any losers there, and I'm going to hang on to this title for as long as I want to, boys. And Dr. Death, I'd even wrestle you in your hometown for this belt. Think about that. I'm confident. Get out of here. 
I don't control them, but I want one thing, and I want everybody to listen. You see, in Detroit, in the cage, me and Murdoch against the original Sheik and the legendary Dusty Rhodes. I have done a lot of things in my life. I have gone to the Valley Here of the come. Blind and ate monkey brains with the blind man. I have laid in the streets of Calcutta with the lepers, and I have begged. I have gone to the Temple of Habudadine, and I have begged for forgiveness. I went and I got Patty away from Jimmy Gavin. I have done every possible task that's impossible. But Dusty Rhodes, you are nothing but a low-life scum. Anybody that would take a man that is nothing but a madman and put him in the ring in Detroit, his hometown, where he is a legend. He has burned people, he has stabbed people. He was signed by a jackal, and his well-known fact, his mother is a madwoman. You see, Dusty Rhodes, you are gonna end everybody's career, you think, in Detroit. Me and Murdoch. Well, before we get to Detroit, brother, you gotta come to my hometown, Daytona Beach, where I am infamous. You see, I've cleaned every bar in that town out. And if you don't believe it, go to the Boot Hill Saloon, and they got a picture of me serving behind the bar in all of my glory. So, Rhodes, let me tell you this. It's the war will start in Daytona, and it's going to end in that cage in Detroit. A true war it is. He's gone to the Valley of the Blind, and he ate the monkey brains with the blind man. Halber, anything from this ridiculousness known as the Varsity Club and Kevin Sullivan? I like Ricky and uh, <laughs> in a Mike Rotunda fighting. And like two kids, man. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. look scripted. At yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. They're just out there. Just two kids being bad. Yeah, being fucking jackasses. Steiner makes it, but Rotundo plays off really well. Yeah. yeah. He'll be something one day. I, I don't know what, but hmm. he'll be something. <laughs> oh, yeah, that kid right there. I got to bruh. What? We're what, in what July. And okay. he's wearing a fucking Brave starter jacket. Look at him. I mean, it's cold in the studio. Yeah, whatever, bruh. What? In July? Dude, it's cold in those studios, man. Yeah. That's, yeah. Bullshit. That's all they okay. ever talk about on talk shows, you know, because they uh, keep the crowd alive, plus the, the heat of the lights. They keep it freezing cold. Yeah. It's freezing. Whatever. Pitch. Lance, any thoughts from you on Sullivan right there in the Varsity Club? Nah, it's great. All right. So we keep going. Tully Blanchard is in singles action this week, and he defeats Ryan Wagner in a singles match. Uh, Lance, any thoughts from you on that match? No. Okay, so we got to get to the real good stuff. Uh, uh. I'm not even going to ask you what you think about this, but we're going to go to J.J. Dillon, Arn, and Tully. They got a promo to cut, and they're going to respond to Mr. Jim Cornette, who was talking about them earlier, and here that is. Gentlemen, the four horsemen, the world tag team champions, JJ Dillon. You heard Jim Cornette. What do you have to say about it? Well, I, you know, the, the Great American Bash has been such a tremendous success, and we've been traveling all across the country. And I, and I know from my own personal standpoint, some of my mail's been a little bit late getting to me. And the only thing I could figure is that maybe Jimmy's allowance check from his mother might have been a 
day or late catching up with him, and he's. I notice he's been a little on edge. I, I, don't, I really don't think he's serious. I think he just is kind of letting off a little steam. But you know, they're, they're a great team, right. and I'm sure they're proud and excited to be U.S. champions. And I, I just, I, I just can't believe there's anything more to it. Talk to me. You see, sensibility in this business and things to do with business has always been my long suit. The one thing I gotta stress to you, Bobby Eaton, is we are best friends. Bottom line, always have been. There's nothing in this world I wouldn't do for you. I am overjoyed at your success. Being U.S. champions for two times is a pinnacle that hadn't been achieved, but by very few teams. Be happy with that. Savor the moment. I'm ecstatic for you, Bobby. I'm your biggest fan on this earth. So don't take any outside Demented ramblings and treat them as your own thoughts, Bobby. Express yourself in the way you have to. If the talents that you have in that ring, I've only wished for along with a lot of other athletes. So don't wish for the gold. Be happy with what you've got. Be ecstatic. Enjoy the money and enjoy the success and keep our friendship intact just where it ought to be. And that's all I need to say about it. All right, Telly, what about the money? If you're a world tag team champion, it's got to be three times as much as uh, United States tag team champion. Isn't that correct? Well, David Crockett, being a world's tag team champion like Arn and myself are, we don't stay at $6 hotels. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope it happens. All right, in the ring now, Barry Wyndham, United States heavyweight champion. Okay, so, Harper, I'll go to you. Uh, Lance is not commenting on this one. We're going to keep him on the sideline. What do you have? It's, they're just saying, look, man, just be content with that fucking U.S. title. Just be happy with with, with that shit, man. Pretty much. Chicken shit. <laughs> he told it. Shut up. He said, look, man, we're best friends. Enjoy the money from the U.S. title and the yeah. success. You know, there ain't no need to be. Why I want to fuck shit up? Yeah, why are you trying to mess shit up? I like J.J. J.J.'s a great actor. J.J.'s like, look, man, uh, yeah, I know Cornette's out here running his mouth and all that. But, you know, I mean... Whatever, you know, I understand he's a little excited, but uh, there's nothing to it. And then Arn's trying to squash it, too. You know, we're best friends. Enjoy the money from it. You know, you're a U.S. champion two times over. Why don't you take that and enjoy it, Bobby? No need to no need to try to stir shit. I thought Arn was good. Would, did you yeah. uh, agree, Hopper? That was great. I agree. We're not asking Lance. Stay out of this, Lance. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, Lance, how was J.J. right there? I, I liked his uh, demeanor on it, you know, exactly the way he needed to be, uh, you know, cool and calm, kind of downplaying it. I love it. He did take a little shot, though, at Cornette. He said, he said, um, the, at Mama, the, yeah, the, uh, the allowance Mama's check for Mama Cornette must be must be late coming to Corny. That's why he's stirring the shit. That's yeah, this is still, you know, I just I like the, you know, low key on it, you know, but that yeah. was a pretty good shot. All right, Barry Wyndham defeats Dale Laparus. Uh, Lance, you got anything from that? No. <laughs> this guy, look, he, this guy looks like Sonny Bono, bro. <laughs> Run a roll today, <laughs> doesn't he? Uh, we've seen him a lot, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, not that you say it, yeah, but I got you, babe. <laughs> All right, I got you, babe. Sing it, Hopper. <laughs> I got you, babe. Yeah. I got you, babe. Okay, uh, <laughs> let me yeah, straighten oh, that out for it before I you get you, the babe. tweets. <laughs> I'm waiting for you. No, just I got you. I got, I got you, babe. I got you, babe. That's it, right there. Every time you sing, I imagine you singing, "Give me a break." Oh yeah, I, I, 
<laughs> I sure yeah. deserve yeah. it. That's Lance's favorite show growing up. I, that I like the hazard. I, well, now there you're talking, but uh, like, give me a break. I always look up what the youngest daughter looks like now. Mm. Look at him. She does. She I does agree. all the cartoon voices. Yeah, that's what she oh, did. Oh no shit. For the last, you know, twenty years or uh, yeah, after that. She does that all show. the cartoon voices. That way I can go look at her body. Fuck her voice, right, Lance? <laughs> She's it's just, uh, just what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grow up. What are you, 12? <laughs> that's the new it's... thing on Facebook. Every time Harper posts something pathetic or just immature, everyone's like, grow up. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I got bro. Disney Plus. Did you get it? Yeah. It's only six nine nine, so I figured, fuck it. Well, and I saw the thing, too, where evidently you can bundle it with Hulu and ESPN Plus. And yeah, that's a, yeah. Well, see, see, I already have Hulu. Well, I use my sister's Hulu. So, oh, okay. But, yeah, dude, they got everything on that motherfucker. Every Star Wars, anything to do with Marvel, like those old, like, Spider-Man cartoons. You yeah, just watch yeah. on Saturday mornings. They got all that on there. That's what I was watching last night that and uh every little disney movie and everything is on there bro somebody told me ducktales was on there that's what yeah they got they got they got all those disney cartoons all the old mickey mouse cartoons it's 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 everything so it's it's a lot it's it's a lot and if you got kids this would definitely keep them fucking occupied <laughs> okay, I uh, thought it. See, I thought it automatically bundled the ESPN with it. No, you got to no. twelve. No, you got to you got to go to yeah, you something go to like that. Disney's website and then sign up for the bundle, and that's how you can get the whatever the fourteen ninety nine thing. But I mean, even then, I think I mean if you if you're gonna use the ESPN Plus and you're gonna use Disney and you're already using Hulu, right? I mean, it's a good price. Yeah, that's 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 real good in my you opinion. You can watch I mean, it. You can watch SMU. Every week now, right? There you go, Lance. See? Wow, because you get plus? oh, you get all the all the games. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. The thing the, I was thinking get... about it was, you know, ever since uh, UFC went to the, their pay per views, you got to have that too. app and all that. I mean, at least now, if you have that, you got more of a chance. Right now, uh, you know, I'm gonna watch that Diaz fight the other night. If uh, you know, it only took me one click. I might have thought about it and stuff. I don't think I was home. Yeah. But anyways, right now, I, without having that app and everything, I'm not even considering getting any of the fights. And I might have gotten three pay-per-views a year and stuff. Yeah. You got you to gotta put on at least 2.5 good matches for me to, you know, be interested. But I usually know what the cards are. And if I had that, you know, I'd be more inclined, even though, man, not it's it. hard to pay that. It's hard to pay that money for the pay-per-views since we get the WWF yeah. for $9.99. It's, ugh. That's a good bundle, though, man. Disney Plus, um, Hulu, and and ESPN Plus, man. I mean, I you getting that's a lot of stuff. You getting sports, you getting TV. I yeah. mean, you getting a whole lot of stuff with that. So, uh, I'm sure my wife's gonna have to spring for it soon. We'll yeah. see. Who knows? Uh, well, all, all right. you ever need any on that other, you know, everybody should get rid of their direct TV and all that other. All you need is you know YouTube TV or Hulu with live TV. I mean, man, you give that a shot, you'll never go back to any of these. Uh, other things and stuff. I uh, I did the, the Hulu YouTube. Live do. It's uh just like YouTube TV, all the all your locals and everything and stuff. And so you just barely miss a few stations. Like I did YouTube TV, and I had to 
get this other one called Philo for a few more for a few dollars a month because it didn't have uh, like the access channel and a couple of others, and I was trying to cover my bases. But I ended up I called Directv and they went down over over half of what I was spending, and so I committed to another year of Directv and stuff. But the, the that is the YouTube TV. So YouTube. TV and Hulu with live TV are the two leaders right now. There's also, I think, direct TV now and stuff. But right now, the, and, and it changes every few months what people think as things are changed. In the last few months, those have been the leaders. And, man, you never go back once you're paying, what, 40 or 50 a month on those. You get rid yeah, of that no, other uh, shit. Wow. And and you could and if if uh, HBO has something, you know, my son was like, fuck, we're getting rid of, of, uh, of HBO. Uh, and stuff. So I got the HBO deal, whatever that is, HBO Now or something like that yeah, for a few HBO dollars. So Go. he could catch all his shows and everything. Plus, I watch a few. But anyway, Mike's got me watching wrestling all the time on Damn Network. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Let's keep going as we talk wrestling. Uh, we B- Barry defeated uh, Dale Laparouse, and we go straight from that to a Barry Wyndham and J.J. Dillon promo. Here that is. United States Heavyweight Champion Barry Wyndham, a man who competed against the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. All right, you beat him with the help of Ron Garvin. First of all, let's put everything in proper perspective. The fact is that Dusty Rhodes gets a lot of publicity, gets a lot of press because of the fact that he is a living legend. We're going to give him credit for that. But also, in Baltimore, we proved one thing, that Barry Wyndham is a superior wrestler, and more importantly, he is the only undisputed United States heavyweight champion, and the claw is the awesome weapon that gave him that undisputed title. That's the bottom line. Don't cloud the issue. You know, I'll tell you exactly the way it is. I did not get Ronnie Garvin's help. Ronnie Garvin was a part of the plan. Ronnie Garvin went along with the plan. He wanted to go along with the plan. Right here is the proof. I have done something that very few men have done. I have pinned Dusty Rhodes, and I use the claw, the most awesome hold in professional wrestling today and tomorrow, to beat him. Dusty Rhodes knows what it feels like to be pinned. He was staring at the lights, and the last thing he said to me was, Barry, I didn't know you could do it. Dusty Rhodes, I beat you, and I beat you fair and square. And here's the proof. The United States Heavyweight Champion is standing right here before you. Undisputed. I, I just want to address this issue with Ronnie Garvin. It's it's like having playing poker and having four aces and a wild card. When you got the four aces, you don't need the wild card, and that's what really what Ronnie Garvin was. He was just a little bit of insurance that, frankly, we really didn't need. All right. Well, I know they're going to hear from the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. For action to come, the total package, Lex Luger. Right after this. You got to be a bold son of a gun to sit there and lie like J.J. did. Oh, Garvin didn't help us. Uh, he, we didn't need any help from him. Uh, it was just a little insurance. But at the end of the yeah. day, we didn't we didn't really need him. I mean, that's just, that's bold, Hopper. That seems like something you would do at Wildcat when your guy won the title. He was just a backup <laughs> plan, you know? He was a spare yeah. tire. He just kept in the trunk in case he needed it. And it turned right. out he didn't. Right. We didn't need it. But, but you saw it plain as day. He came in and... He cost the title. He cost Dusty the title. So that's whatever. You got to buy the tape to find that out. Come on. Well, yeah, yeah. that's the other part too. You gotta, you gotta, you know, push the. They pushed the VHS on that last episode, but yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. I thought this was real. That was a real good heel promo from JJ as usual. What do you think, Harper? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. 
fucking downplaying it and uh, you know making it a, sound like nothing really happened. Nothing to see here. Yep. Nothing to see here. Nothing going on. Lance, what about you? Oh, better than anything you're going to see on Raw. I mean, both of them. Barry's man's man. Frick. Damn. He yeah, rock and rolls. Uh, what are your thoughts, Hopper, on Keith Steinborn, who's in the ring right now with Lex Luger? <laughs> <laughs> this is the hair show. It is. Huh? Look, at, look, look at that. <laughs> what kind of car does that guy drive? <laughs> uh, oh, let's see. This is 1988. In El Camino. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, two for two. Exactly what I was saying. <laughs> exactly Power right. steering or what? Cold AC no. or no? Oh, yeah. Cold AC, floor mats. Has he got a spool for a kitchen table? Yeah. God. A what? A spool? I wondered if you, I wondered if you'd catch on to that mic. Oh, yeah. a spool. Like Never this... mind. I caught it. I got it. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. He's got one, and he's got something up on blocks next to the house too. Of course. Yeah. See. Yeah. Yes. What's on blocks? That's the big question. It's a. Right. It's a 1960s truck or something. Early 70s. Yeah. What's he got on blocks? It's 1988, so it's got to be something in the 70s, Hopper. Right. It's got to be. 10 no, it's to like, 15 years old. No, it was his dad's, you know, Chevy. He's going to redo it in a few years when he gets like, his money like, to get there. Like yeah. 75, like, Chevy. Uh, I know it's American. He, this guy. A Chevelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't got no Japanese car in it. <laughs> Look at this dude. America. You know what? 88, you know, you're still seeing those 65 Mustangs all over the place. Yeah. That's true. He probably had a 65 Mustang. Sitting, <laughs> sitting in his driveway on blocks. He's going to uh, restore it uh, when, uh, when he gets his settlement check. You know what color it is? Bond for the, for the uh, refinery for Jesus when he slipped. Oh, no. <laughs> how many times? Not you. Actually, how many times did you see a '65 Mustang or one of those years in somebody's driveway on blocks, and they were going to restore it when they got their money or when they had time? Fuck, man, my. My dad was like that. <laughs> my dad's got a Chevelle, man. My there dad had a uh, a '66 Thunderbird that sat in the backyard forever until he died, and my mom had to uh, get it towed out the backyard. It was a '60 '67 Thunderbird. It was huge. I used to love to play in it as a kid. I would like hit the switches and all, and it was. It, it, that car was fucking huge. It had the fucking headlights that would like flip up. Dude, that car must have weighed a ton. Yeah, it must have weighed a ton. It yeah, sat there until he died. Until he, after he died. Jesus, never got restored. Unfortunately, fuck no. My buddy's fifty six. He's got a Chevelle, and you know, it's a dream to give it to his son one day. Now he realizes it probably won't happen, but he won't not. He don't have a pot to piss in, but he ain't he ain't giving up that Chevelle that won't run. Yeah. Well, he, he can still give it to him. It just won't run. <laughs> it, just, it ain't going to run by then. <laughs> if there's no, there's no kid. <laughs> I mean, there's, oh. not, there's no kid and there's no woman. Oh. <laughs> He's got to find a will and partner somehow oh, first. Right. And we'll so, wait eight, 16 years. <laughs> he's like Carl from uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. You're over oh, my head, man. Is. Oh, God. I'm, I'm oh, a fucking old man. I do know the name of the show, though. Yeah. Uh, speaking of names of shows, we got a crazy show right here where we've got 
Sting and Dr. Death and Nikita going up against the Green Hornet, Larry Stevens, and Cruel Connection number two. God, this Ugh. this guy, dude, imagine if you had one of those old TVs back then, what a color would be kind of fucked up. This guy with this green outfit would just be a big fucking blur. It would blind you. It looks like one of them fucking uh, glow sticks. It does. <laughs> nice. Dude, he looks like like a highlighter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's pretty bad. And they're, like I said, Dr. Death, Sting, Nikita, they're going to defeat these guys. I, I don't have anything from it other than that. Lance, you? Oh. All right, we'll keep going. The uh, spam slam of the week is given out, and um, that that this match goes on for way too long, just for the record. Uh, but then we do get the spam slam of the week, which goes to the Row Warriors, um, and then we go to the very last match in this week's show, which is Ric Flair who defeats Curtis Thompson with the figure four. Lance, anything from it? No, it's just always cool to have Flair on TBS, though. So. Yeah, this. Yeah, man. This. This. I don't think this is happening like two or three years. What you mean? That we've had flair on here. Uh, we've had a handful of times at best, and that's it. it. You are right, though. It does not happen often. I think back when he fought Garvin, he's that w- that was in the studio. He fought not Magnum, um, Barry. Remember when he fought Barry? That was in one of the arenas. Yeah. Not often, man. He's he's not. He's not wrestling often in the studio. He wrestles more than Dusty in the studio. Dusty never wrestles. Yeah, no. that's the truth, isn't it? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I thought about that. Yeah, you're right, Hopper. Not you don't see it much, and he wins, like we said, with a figure four. So, all right. With that said, let's go to Flair and JJ Dillon. They're going to close out the show with a I don't know, say a quick promo, but here it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the number one man in the world, the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. And the man behind him, J.J. Dillon. Well, I think Mr. Ted Turner had to be honored this morning to have the world heavyweight champion, the greatest heavyweight champion of all time, the nature boy himself, Ric Flair, consent to appear here on national television. And I'm sure it's going to be reflected very nicely in the ratings. But on a more important and a more serious note, I've been besieged by calls from not only Jim Crockett Jr., president of the National Wrestling Alliance, the wrestling network but for promoters frankly from all over the country all over the world and I've never seen so much interest in trying to get two men back in the ring and wanting Lex Luger to get another shot at the world's heavyweight title and I'm not going to argue the point of whether he deserves it or not but really it's become a question of economics and once again Mr. Flair is in the driver's seat and we can sit back at this point and let one promoter bid against another until we get the big bucks. And if Mr. Flair wants Don Perignon or Perrier in his dressing room, if he wants a black limousine and a white limousine there when the jet lands, so depending on what kind of a mood he's in, he can pick what color he wants, we, frankly, are going to get what we want this time out, wouldn't you say, champ? You know, there are times in my life when I am in doubt as to just how magnificent one human being can be because I, without a doubt, get up each and every day of my life. I look in the mirror and the mirror says to me, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? 
And the mirror says, why nature boy, it's you. Why nature boy, you have beaten Dusty Rhodes. You have beaten Lex Luger. You have beaten the Road Warriors. You are the fairest of them all. You and your friends form the greatest nucleus of athletes in professional sports. You're the highest paid. You hate that. Jim Crockett detests paying me a million dollars a year, but he has to because I'm the best. He hates paying Arnatelli a million dollars a year. He has to because we're the best. And the bottom line is, Luger, being the best, I dictate policy. And if you want a match, you're gonna have to kiss me where the sun don't shine, baby. And that was it. Uh, they go off air. I don't think it was great, but it was good enough. It was Ric Flair. Harper, what did you have? It was good enough. Yeah. I yeah, wonder who these who these big uh promotions are. <laughs> yeah. Uh what do you have, Lance? It's right where he should be. You know, I like him out there just uh him and JJ. I it, I mean he closing the show because I mean man, I really wanted to go with uh uh Cornette this week, but even on uh autopilot flares the man on those on the mic i agree and speaking of um you know this show and i don't know it this wasn't one of the better ones but i will say i'm gonna rate it i'm gonna give it a b minus and then i'm gonna give out my rolex and and i thought corny was good but i'm gonna piss lance off because it's his last week with us and i'm giving my goddamn rolex to arn anderson when he told bobby eaton his best friend look man we're friends. You're a good man. Slow your Let's roll, keep bitch. It that way. Slow your roll, though. Enjoy the money you're getting from that U.S. title and all the fame and fortune. And keep my name out of your mouth and Tully and Arn's name and, and my partner's name out of your mouth. So I'm He basically said, yeah, you know, you got a Chevrolet, but it's an Impala. Stay away from my Cadillac. You got a nice car. You know what? You know what else he did, Hopper? He patted uh, him on his head. He patted yeah. him on his head and said, "That's nice, Bobby." <laughs> That's exactly nice. what he did. Nice. He patted him on his head, and y'all know I'm not lying. Uh, all right, Lance, you give out your Rolex and rating. I, I really, I got to give it an A minus because you know I'm looking for something to interest me, and that the midnight's turning, or at least you know going against the uh, the horseman. That really, you know, that's something that really jumps out at me and even though i wanted to give it to uh to cornet i gotta go with flair i'm raising a little toast here to flair and uh just uh fantastic what did, what did you say your rating was again i'm gonna go a minus i like that it's okay. something something that really jumps out at me you know midnights are gonna go against that's that kicks ass all right, Hopper, I'm going to get yours in a second. I want to remind everyone, please use our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It's a great way to support this show without spending anything extra. The holidays are here, so please give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. As Doc says when he's here, take that link, go put it into the web browser where they do their shopping, and make sure they use it. Don't just tell them to use it. Make sure they use it. 
tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. And if you want access to the world-class shows, the Great American Bash, all the other Jim Crocker Promotions pay-per-views we've done, the Clash of Champions we've done, and all that good stuff, go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. A great way to support this show, this show and get tons of extra content uh, that Lance and I do, that Hopper and I do, Doc and I do on the side that's not on the free feed. So we appreciate it if you become a patron as well. All right, Hopper, what are you going to rate it? And what are you? who are you going to give your Rolex to? I'm going to give it a B and I'm giving it to uh, Corny. Three different people. They're, they're swimming in uncharted territories with this. Get ready, because, like, I don't have it memorized, but it's like the next seven weeks, they're just jawing back and forth. Yeah. And it's the last hoorah of Arn, and that's what's sad about it, man. Yeah. And that's what yeah. I was thinking during that promo with, with our Rick's like, that's why you pay uh, Arn and Tully a million dollars. They're in the back thinking bullshit yeah <laughs> we're we gonna do a page we got to do a patreon special on the episode on orange show when he says why he left dude i must listen to that like 10 fucking times me too Hopper. i listened to it at least <laughs> i listened five times at least because i was like i went back and was like i don't want to miss anything yeah. you know i'm if it just i had to li- it and i'm gonna listen to it like, again remember that number Eleven point five. Right, he kept saying it. <laughs> I mean, when you listen to it, it makes all the sense in the world why he left. Yeah, like Fuck you that, can't bro. dispute it. You know, mm. you just you can't dispute it. Money, especially when it's like that much money. Yeah, they would. Ju- they were like, especially Arn, man. For real. God, of all people. Lance, you be quiet over there. Don't say nothing. They were doing that with Arn. God damn. Um, but but we like we're gonna we gotta do some kind of special episode on it because it's so worth it when you think about that how he ends up leaving and how it all goes I, down. So I can't stand it when they do the ones with people like sending questions because it's not like with fucking Cornette where it's like questions i want to hear it's like dumb shit i'm like fuck man i don't want to hear this dumb shit i agree plus nobody answers like cornet because cornet's got a memory like a fucking right. hawk i mean he's like cornet's love him or hate him the one thing he did was he kept great records he wrote everything down he journaled a lot of stuff and he still got all his records so he can recall all these stories and he's just got that vivid memory. I mean, it's so different. Like when you, and I'm not going to say everything he, everything he says, I, I, I buy in a hundred percent, but I agree with you. Like when you hear even Shivani, when he does the question episodes, it's like, eh, you know, it ain't yeah. the same. I'm, I'm, I agree with you. Uh, but we, we, we definitely, we got to do it. When Arn leaves, uh, Lance, I know you don't want to join us, so I won't even ask when Arn leaves, <laughs> I'm gonna make sure we we do something or try to do something where uh probably be for patrons where we talk about that episode that he did on why you left Crockett and how all that went down. So there's that. September eighth. Right. September eighth. That's the last one that he does. <laughs> I don't know if that's the last taping or it's the last uh, actual match he had before I he thought left. It was okay. I, and so I think you're right, and I think it's that next week. Actually, you're right. I think the next week. He's not on Saturday night. 
they're not there. Um, yeah, I looked it up. I looked it up back, you know, after I made that first iron comment. I had to look it up and see. Yeah, they're there. They lose the belt, and then they're gone. They they're not that the, the next Saturday they're not on. Yeah, TV. yeah. Do they okay? Do they bring it up or no? They just like, pretend like it's like like it never happened. Um. That's a stay, good question. Stay tuned. I, I actually remember. Well, I actually remember that promo that JJ cut, and JJ says something like, "The four horsemen are still okay," but he doesn't say their names or anything. Yeah, and he doesn't. He doesn't. He 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 doesn't. I think he's like real bland with his commentary on it. But I I don't I don't think they. The only thing they say, it's kind of dumb because at the top of the show, from what I remember when I saw it years ago. Tony Schiavone just breaks the news at the top. We got new NWA World Tag Team Champions of Midnight Express 1. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, because that's what they did back then. They broke the news instead of, like, showing it for later. But, yeah, we'll see. All right, before we get out of here, a couple of quick things, and I'll throw it to Lance if he's got anything. I uh, want to shout out the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Uh, just search WPAN or Wrestling Podcast about nothing wherever you get your podcast from. They do classic and current stuff, so check it out. Good stuff. They support us, so please support them. Also, check out Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. Thanks, Joe and Quinn, for all your plugs. Again, they support us. So please support them. We appreciate it. And Lance, anything you want to talk about before we get out of here as you've made your... Damn, you've been with us almost a month now on this show. No, everything's good. I I thought we, I was glad I came in, you know, around a pay per view and stuff. So I'm fine. Just gonna sit back and go to my world class shows. You did good, kid. You did good. Oh, I fucked up good on job. the front of this. Oh, thanks. Oh, I'll see on. how you talk about me next week, Harper. What? <laughs> After I'm kissing, kissing your candle ass. What? <laughs> no, I mean, we'll see how he treats me next week when I'm gone. But uh, it's been go fun. I'm, hey Lance, what? next week he's gonna be cutting promos on you at the beginning of the show. I know, I know, I know man. You know, you know what I'm having? No. You know what I'm having right now? A little cranberry and water. I'm trying to get away from cokes. You know what cranberry juice is at the strip club, don't you? Why? Called a red screw. So you know if they're uh, either if the if the girls are not you know of age to drink, but they're there, they just sit around drinking cranberry juice to look cool, or if. Uh, the bartender has a deal with them and they'll order, you know, you'll order a drink and they'll say, what do you want? And they'll go, I want a red screw. And what it is, is it's a cranberry juice with no alcohol, but they charge them like it's alcohol. So it's, you know, screws you over, screws the guy over when you're at the strip club. Jesus Christ. And there you go. You got to learn, you know, you learn something here from me. I lost weight for where, from just uh, uh, quit drinking diet drinks. It's crazy. I drink that Pepsi, Pepsi Zero like it's water. I've got to stop. Dude, that's... That's what, like, I, that's what I would do. I oh. drank it nonstop, and uh, <laughs> I stopped drinking it, and I fucking lost weight. I'm back we, in my Levi 501s. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> we talked about that a while back, Lance. All of us. Same th- I'm the same way. I drink I diet soda, man. I really do. Well, I drink two. I drink one for lunch and one for dinner. That's it. Yeah. I, I've been trying to cut back to just, like, one at dinner. Because you're right, like before, I just drinking it all day is just not healthy for you, man. Kill me, kill me. I'll jump on iced tea for a week and then get off it for a while, back and forth. But yeah, it's killing me. I just drink water for the faucet, bro. I'm yeah, awesome. yeah. I'll take a little ice out of the refrigerator and drink water out of the faucet. Yeah, I don't need a bottle of water all the time or nothing. Yeah. I remember one time I was helping a friend of mine move, 
it was in the summertime, so it was fucking hot as fuck. And so they didn't have anything else to drink in the house, so they, they like had a pack of Dixie cups. And I got a Dixie cup and just got water from the faucet. And they looked at me like I was drinking fucking battery acid. <laughs> because I was drinking fucking uh, water from the faucet. <laughs> <laughs> I got some in-laws that are like that. What the fuck are you drinking? <laughs> what, what is wrong with people? Like, why do I don't think- know, bro. I, I mean, mean I, brush, I brush my teeth, man. I usually stick my head under the spigot just in the bathroom, you know? Yeah, you know? I still do dumb shit the like fuck, that. I, you know? I still drink out the hose fucking every now and then. Hell yeah. Now you're talking. <laughs> now you're talking. People are dying that we say that. But hell yeah, you drink out of the hose. I don't, like, I, I don't Might have been in the dog's people... bowl. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get why people get so, like, what, what's wrong with you? You drink because... water? Because... Because they've been beaten to the head that it's so dirty and disgusting by the fucking bottled water companies. Bruh, look, I mean, I ain't telling you if you live in Flint, Michigan, to drink water out the tap. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> okay, let's get that straight. That's a problem in itself that needs to be fixed. I'm straight up. Look, I ain't, but I mean, I've never seen water come out of my tap like that, no matter where I lived. And, I don't know, man. I feel like there's a million other things that are more harmful for me than tap water in this fucking world. For real. Like the diet soda I drink is more harmful than freaking tap water, you know? <laughs> Look, you got your toothbrush, your toothbrush sitting there, you know, on a stand next to where you're pissing and pooing and shit. So, I'll, you know. Dude. I find like those little plastic thing over the head of it because I mean you don't know it's crawling around your bathroom at fucking two in the morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. I gotta think about that. <laughs> I, I think about that. The fucking roach has been been, been fucking two stepping on your toothbrush when you're sleeping, <laughs> and then you fucking go in at five in the morning and have fucking sleep and brush your teeth. Ugh. Better wash you that got- toothpaste off it because I promise you, people don't know that that's going on. But if you don't wash that toothpaste off your brush, the fucking roaches will get on your brush. Yep. No doubt about it. Cockroaches. Now, that's a fucking Kmart talk right there. On your, on your toothbrush. <laughs> that's nice, Hopper. I'm just that's saying. Nice. All right. So um, I'm trying to think. In the this- bathroom in the middle of the night. And, hey, how you doing? <laughs> This week's show actually is the week before Thanksgiving. So everybody out there, if you've hang, hung with us this long, next week's show, we'll have the annual BTT How to Give Thanks on the holidays uh, at your at your family's Thanksgiving. So if you've never heard it, um, get ready. It's about, I don't know, six, seven minutes long. Uh, we recorded it a couple of years ago. We just kind of went off on a tirade about you know, giving thanks, and uh, I don't want to ruin it for you. So, but we'll, we will play that at the end of next week's episode. It was some good shit. How to give thanks at your family's dinner on Thanksgiving, providing you celebrate Thanksgiving. If you don't, well, we hope you have a good November twenty eighth. There's that. All right, Lance. Anything else before we get out of here? No, I'm good. It's been fun. I'll be All over right. in my little corner from now on. Uh, Harper, what about you? Anything else before we get out of here? Uh, no. Go buy a shirt. Go buy a candle. Yeah. Go buy a candle. You're shipping them, right, Hop? No. Damn, that'd be expensive. Okay, I thought you were shipping them. My bad. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Fifteen dollars well, shipping. Yeah, well, go no, to my house and get that shit. Well, no, I thought you said if if somebody does want to pay the shipping, you would ship. Them. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you want to pay that, great. But I'm okay. just saying. 
Now, yeah. see, there's one of those commercials. See, Mike, you do need to do the commercial on that NWA power, and it's Harper, you know, selling oh, his yeah. candles. Man. <laughs> there it is. See, those like movie commercials. So, somebody, I tweeted it, or somebody uh, tagged me in a tweet that Dave Lagana was on, and I tweeted back to him saying, man, I'd love to get a BTT commercial on there. And he tweeted back to me and said, please send me your ad rates. And I'm like, no, I I don't want to, I don't want, not that I'm opposed to this. I don't want to run an NWA show on, uh, NWA ad on this show. I was saying, I want to put a BTT ad on NWA Power. And like, I was trying to figure out how much they would charge BTT to put a commercial on that. And I think he didn't understand what I was asking, but I, I, he told me to DM him in the tweet, so I, maybe I just need to DM him. I haven't done it yet, but yeah, he's a one man a one man show kind of. I mean, he really is. He seems like a cool guy. I don't. I've never met him. In absolutely, person. and I I listened to him years ago on some stuff after he wrote for WWF. I E. I listened to uh, plenty of interviews with him and stuff. Uh, you know, and, and sounds like a great guy and everything. You gotta give it a shot, man. You know, I pushed you towards that a few weeks ago. I was pushing that before that tweet came out. I was saying you should try it. Yeah, I, I I need a I need to reach out to him and see if I can get a response and see what he says. Uh, you know, I need to get my I need to get my ratings up. <laughs> All right, uh, I ain't got nothing else. Um, Lance don't have anything else. Harper, hit the tagline, take us home. Fuck it, bitch. Before we get out of here, I want to say thank you to all of our patrons out there for supporting this show and making this show possible twice per week, every single week with the Smoky Mountain shows and the NWA shows. And um, I mean, look, I know you get extra shows, but ultimately, when you are a patron for us and support us on Patreon, we thank you because it does help the eight free shows as well. So I know we do extra stuff, but with that said, patrons out there such as yourself, thank you for for being patrons. And if you're not one, remember, become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Over 200 plus episodes are available on Patreon for you to enjoy and listen to you. Listen to extra stuff that we've done, wrestling stuff, non-wrestling stuff. And when I say non-wrestling stuff, it's nothing political or social things in the world. It's just Harper, Doc, and I having tons of fun talking about just utter stupidity uh, for entire episode. So that's that's what you have to look forward to. There's a lot there. The Dallas Cowboys ring rat house. Harper talking about the worst places to take a dump. So much stuff that's available on Patreon. Now, I also want to say a special shout out to our, our Hall of Fame Patreon members. 
Don Dippinett, uh, Lee Russell, MDQ for Life, George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Suazo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunife, and Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at GA Russell Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller at at half points point on twitter keep cutting those promos kid you're the man marlon thank you man i appreciate your support long time josh warren you too long time supporter everett star mike Childry, kyle riley disrespectfully classy marky blassy craig norman johnny on patreon the great john dean at yrc21 on twitter josh dunn Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, the BTT Research Department, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue from the Bottom Line cast. Make sure you all check that show out. Him and JV do a great job. And Mike Prue is also uh, a co-host on the ECW Extreme Livecast on our Patreon feed. Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeFries, SV Pagem, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andrade, Co-Mini 22, Marty Howell, T-Hog94, Godbold Unreal. Thank you for all of your support. And lastly, like always, thank you to everyone. Uh, oh, I can't forget. Check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They have a podcast series where they're getting close to the end, but they've chronicled the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month and on a weekly basis. It's a really good show. They basically just go through Stone Cold's entire career. I say entire career. It's mostly his WWF stuff, but Mike and JV also do the ECW show uh, on our Patreon feed and that show they do on their free feed. Uh, just search the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast on or go on to Twitter at Bottom Line Cast and you can find them. Thank you everyone for all of your support. That's it. We're going to get out of here. You know what Harper always says when you get out of here. When we get out of here, book it, bitch. <laughs>